You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: the roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Celtics go down 3-0 to the Knicks in the first round. They lose 90-76. to this is a special playoff edition of the Garner Report on Celtics Blog and CLNS Radio. So Celtics fall 1976. Garner Report on Celtics Blog and CLNS Radio. Evan Slinchy, Jimmy Toscano from Celtics Blog. My name is Jared White. Let's just get right into the highlights for this one. Uh, Celtics started off decently, but things trailed off even before half. Two to zero. Yeah. Exactly. They, they were winning this game. That was really cool. Let's look at the highlights win. here. Governor Patrick reading some of the heroes, the uh, Boston Marathon heroes. That was pretty much the only uplifting part. The only heroes in the building. Let's take a look at one of the few actually uh, impressive parts of the Celtics. Jordan Crawford pulling up for a rainbow from me as the shot clock expires. But everything went downhill from there. Uh, Jeff Green gets the ball in the corner, immediately gets trapped by Carmelo Anthony, and he throws up. Oh. Got to be the worst shot of the playoffs <laughs> so far. The worst thing that's ever happened in a basketball it goes, game. Well, it goes like 10 feet out of bounds. But on this one, this is a play that the Celtics ran a lot. Getting Pierce to switch, getting a smaller guy on him, he nails that shot. But as you're going to see in a few plays, that did not go too well for the rest of the game. Here's Jeff Green. Uh, a little better winding down. A little bit better. He goes left. Jeff Green does go left once in a while, uh, but it didn't get much better here. Carmelo pulls up for three. He got that one. You're going to see a lot of Carmelo shots and a lot of them going in tonight. He was Boom, going huge a lot of as night. usual. Spinning baseline here, nailing a beautiful fadeaway 10-footer. Yeah, it was, it was mellow in the second half. I mean, And then, of course, pulling up for three in transition. Transition game was huge for the Knicks. That was a big advantage for them. But when he goes through the legs, Ranger. you're not, you're not going to stop that. Uh, J.R. Smith, steal uh, on that Pierce post that we're talking about. Boom, slams at home with Jeff Green trailing. That was like the embarrassing, most embarrassing point. But this the was game. the worst point for J.R. Smith. Throws the elbow, oh, yeah. crushes Terry in the face. Terry wants to fight immediately. Look at Terry. Yeah, he like, Hold me back, hold Doc me back. Doc and Green holding him back. Mike Woodson is furious because that was a flagrant two. Ooh. Clocks him right in the chest. Deservedly chair. so, too. He knew what he was doing when he, when he threw his elbow in there like that. Yeah, he's right. probably don't like each other much. Well, uh, Doc has been a little bit vocal about uh, the officiating in the past couple games, but yeah. asked about that elbow play. Doc was not giving in. I wish I was playing. And I wouldn't. I didn't like that. You're up. You know, so. I'm going to stop. I've already given up money. 
So uh, Flagrant 2 is originally Flagrant, and then the yeah. review it to Flagrant 2. Yeah. Jimmy, I mean, what would you think of that play? Uh, I think it was well-deserved, uh, Flagrant 2. I mean, if you look at the replay, as we, as we just showed, I mean, he goes in there hard. I mean, he yeah. really – he knows Terry's right there, and he goes in there hard, hoping to, I think, catch, catch him somewhere. Mm -hmm. And he got him good, and Terry was, you know, rightfully so. He was pissed. And um, I'm interested to see if anything happens for Game 4. I mean, are we going to see J.R. Smith in Game 4? I mean, yeah, I think it's very likely suspended. I mean, it's not as bad as Ron Artest on Harden last year, but it's it's in the same ballpark. It's, right. it's that kind of thing. I'd be shocked if it wasn't suspended. And honestly, you know, take take Smith out of Game Four. All of a sudden, Celtics are are looking like they got a shot at winning that one, at least making it a five game series, which is <laughs> which is more of this for the NBA and everyone else. So yeah. I, I think it might Maybe make sense. Maybe turn KJR Smith. To... <laughs> might make more sense for everybody if Smith sits Game Four out. Okay, well, they had a shot of winning this one for about, what, three minutes or so? Yeah. Not even. So. Yeah, let's take a look at the numbers here and show you the game reset in this one. Uh, they shoot 10% worse from the field, the Celtics do. Uh, the free throw disparity, pretty shocking. We'll get into that unboxing out. But you just look at the fast break points. The Knicks are able to get out on the run more. The t uh, turnover differential is brutal. 14 steals for the Knicks. Yeah, that was the difference in the yeah, game. Yeah, just a lot of terrible passes. Paul Pierce with 100 million turnovers, approximately. I mean, yeah, he, that's what he's and, uh, done. Yeah. I mean, he, had, he actually had five tonight, but he's had at least five in, the, in each of the I think he has, games. is it 16 or 18 in the series total? It's, it, it's a lot. Way I, too many. I think it's 16. Well, you saw there, and this is a play that they've been running, basically, is posting up Pierce on the perimeter. They yeah. were doing a lot of pick and pops where they would try to get a switch. Ray Felton would be on him. A small yeah. guy would be on him. And... <laughs> Guys are coming over and deflecting the ball out of there, whether it's Mello or Kidd or Prigioni. Every time that they try to post up Paul Pierce, it seems like it's either a turnover right off the catch or yeah. it's going to turn over eventually. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's a predictable offense when you go to Paul Pierce every single time. And right. it's just, they're getting eaten and alive because there's just no other option. They, 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 nobody else has it going for them offensively. And, and they are. I mean, it's like everybody knows they're going to go to Pierce on the mismatch, but as soon as that, that mismatch happens, the Knicks are double teaming, and, and Pierce, for some reason, the guy's got butter butterfingers. Yeah, he's since awful. game one, I, I don't yeah. know what it is. I mean, even I when he's not double teamed, he's, he's having some tough turnovers. I mean, it's not you know typical Pierce that we've seen, especially in big games. You expect to see the best out of Pierce, but I mean, I haven't seen that yet. And you know, they're forced. It almost seems like they're forcing it to him too much. I mean, you don't have to go to him every single every single possession. You know, just because he's a little bit taller than the guy on him. Yeah, the thing is, I mean, the Celtics offense has been the definition of one-dimensional in this series. Mm -hmm. Every single yeah. offensive set seems, or I mean, you can't even really call them sets, but every play basically has been trying to get Pierce the ball at yeah. some point in the court and hope that so he can try to pass that to somebody else. But you're not really seeing anybody else really doing anything off the ball to try to make something happen. Yeah, but at what point do they blame Doc Rivers? I mean, as a coach, he's got to step up and, 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 and offer up some kind of creative solution to this. I mean, have Jason Terry run a pick and roll. Have Brandon Bass get into the post and try to score. You have other options that you're just not exploring, and I don't, I don't know what's going on. I mean, the Celtics, you know, they don't have, you know, Rondo and Sonja or whoever else, but, like, they still have guys on this team that are capable of scoring, and they just don't seem to be fully exploring the options they have on this roster. It's, it's pretty mind-boggling if you think about it. I mean, it's, they've got several all-stars on this roster, guys that can score points in buckets, and they're just not really using them to the best of their abilities. I mean, it's kind of... It's kind of the same issues from the regular season are, have trickled into the postseason, and that's you yeah. know finding out what works, finding out who should be playing where at what time. I mean, we're still making changes to the starting lineup here, and we're 84 games into the season. Right, exactly. What's going on? I mean, <laughs> it's like the fact that the Ducks still trying to find something to work just proves that you know there might not be 
something that's going to work. I mean, you can only try so many different things yeah. before you just say, well, you know, that's it. Can't figure this team out. You know, and it's, at this point. The, the fact that we're still experimenting. The right, fact exactly. that in game 85, exactly. they're like, yeah, let's try Jason Terry in the starting five. Let's exactly. mix it up. Like, you should know by now whether it's going to work or not. Right, and, that, and that's, you know, and Doc said after the game that, you know, starting Terry wasn't to spark Terry. It was to try to take some pressure off Bradley, which just goes to show you that, I mean, you know, that your point guard isn't a point guard. So, I mean, that's yeah. the start of your problems. I mean, your best defender is using up his energy, you know, bringing the ball up, and that's taking away from what he does in defense. It's also taking away from him, sh- you know, his shot is, you know, Bradley's shot is completely just, Terrible no, no pun intended, but, but shot. It's yeah. completely gone. I mean, it, it's... That, it's that sounded pretty intended, by the way. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, fine, somewhat intended. But, you know, the point is, there's so many issues right now. At this point in the season, it just feels like just... You know, end the season kind of feeling. <laughs> the thing was, they spent like the last month resting guys and mixing in all these different guys into the roster, into yeah. the rotation. And now they don't use that them. By the time that they got to the playoffs, they kind of like forgot how the how the go to starting unit was supposed to right. play, and everyone looks lost offensively. There's so many guys running into the same zones. Right. Guys, like there, there are plays where Terry is is pointing at someone to go somewhere else. Bradley looks confused. Green Bass, they sure. all look confused on offense. Yeah. It seems like they can't run a play because nobody really seems to know where they're supposed to be going. Right, and that offense, I mean, the struggle, the struggle that you're seeing on offense is 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 hurting them on defense too because yeah. they can't score and get back and play defense. I mean, they're constantly, you know, running, you know, get running back in transition and they can't get set on defense. So I mean, it's one thing leads to another, and that's why they're scoring, you know, 76 points. I mean, they haven't have they touched 80 points in the series. No, no. So they, wow. I mean, they have such eighty points. That's unbelievable. So yeah. There you go. I mean, it's really, it's pretty shocking. It's disgusting. Yeah. Well, the question is, can they even win Game Four? Well, let's hear from the big. Let's hear from the big guys here: Kevin, Paul, Doc, Jeff Green. I mean, do they have a shot at least to try to make this go back to New York? Well, they don't have a chance. Uh, yeah, choice. Choice. <laughs> <laughs> You're down three zero. It's a simple match. You got to win the first. You got to win the next one. Never won yet. One game at a time, and you know, as long as we still playing, we have a chance. So, you know, it's a new game, game four. We just got to leave it all on the floor. I mean, right now, what we got out there, we got to play with. I mean, that's the hand that we've been dealt. So, you know, you can't look out and say, you know, what, what if we had this? What if we had that? We don't. So, the guys that we got out there, I think, are capable, and we got to go out there, and that's what it is. I mean, that's. That's what it's been the last few few weeks, the last month. So, uh, and we understood that. Uh, it's no other choice. Our options here. It's what it is. KG saying that we don't have a choice, as he tried to say before he went to. I tried to say that. Yeah. yeah. So very hard. Obviously, that's kind of how playoffs work: is you have to win the game in order to go to the next round. But right. the there's no reason to believe that offensively they're capable of carrying themselves another game, even. I mean, can uh, they win Sunday? Yeah, I, I know I wouldn't be shocked at all if they win Sunday. And they push the five. Can they win the next four games in a row? Well, uh, it's never happened before. And <laughs> it's never happened before. <laughs> it's a fact. Statement. It's never happened before, and I haven't seen anything. I mean, they've lost to the Knicks six times this year. Okay, it's in, a like, in a row. Right. It's not like one. it's not like this is the first time it's happened. I mean, I just haven't seen anything that's telling me that. Oh, this is what we need to do to win four times in a row. It out. No. Including. Two in New York. I just don't see that happening. And they're lo- they've lost these last six games by an average of over twelve points a game. Like the average yeah. is that they're usually that. they're usually getting blown up. Shout out the stats, Adam, on that one. Okay. 
Um, kind of did the math in my head. So around 12 points a game or so. I know it's 74 over the last six, so close to that. But, that was not <laughs> that, actually, but yeah, whatever. But <laughs> they they haven't really made it close, and that's what's so amazing about it, is that all three of these games have been blowouts, where th- tonight's game, pretty much by, like, the end of the third quarter, we were kind of, as people, spe- as spectators watching the game, were kind of checked out at that point. I mean, the first two games, they kept it close and even had a right. lead in the second right. half, and then they just kind of fell apart offensively in the second, in half. second half. Like Tonight it was like, well, let's not waste any time falling apart. Let's just yeah. fall apart instantly. Hey, they scored 45 points in the second half. That's a pretty decent, that's, you know, 90 well, they, points. They got game. over 20 points in a quarter. I mean, that's that's. They news. had 24 in the fourth quarter. 24! That's, that's, right. that's, that's right. like when you string, when you string, but, but their first half was so terrible. When you string together, right. the, when you string together the second and third quarters from game two and the first and second quarters from game three, that total is 54 points. That is that is not a very good so. basketball game. You know, the thing is, good luck. they had a 13-point second quarter, and all these games they've had like a quarter where they can't even score 15 points, where they basically are completely shut down offensively. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty bad. It's, it's pretty bad. But it's, it's bad. <laughs> but fans, it's what, what are the good things? Can we find a silver lining in here? I mean, Terry... Kevin Garnett is playing really, really hard. Yeah. I'll, I'll give him that. Yeah. <laughs> Garnett, yeah, I mean, he's not going down, you know, quietly. He's sure. really not. Like, he, he, he's probably got a million injuries, including the hit pointer we've been talking about all week. And, and you know, he's and the battling a lot. Yeah. And he's still showing up and fighting really, really hard for this. He doesn't really have teammates that are, that are matching his effort, but, you know, who's to be surprised by that? Like, we, you know. Right, I mean, who can? But that's... That's probably the silver lining. Yeah, I mean, you ask, so there's, there's one. It was one a question. I don't know. I mean, there, looking from top to bottom, I can't really find a silver lining in this. I mean, Jeff Green, eight for seventeen. It's not a bad. It's not a bad game. No, Jeff Green was aggressive, and he he was he was trying to score, and then at the other end, he was getting torched. I mean, right. <laughs> it, oh. I, I don't know. Every good thing has a bad thing that comes with it. So, and you know what? Jeff Green has been rebounding in the series. He had nine tonight. That's something Doc talked about him. He was the power forward. I mean, you can yeah. have Brandon Bass next to him this time, so he had to step up and rebound more. But you see, we're stalling. We're trying to find something for you to grab onto as, right. a, as a Celtics fan, but it's it's really hard to. Not working. Yeah. But let's look at some numbers here, uh, Evans. What's your boxing outside of the night? Uh, the Knicks were 11 for 27 from three. Uh, 11 threes, and most of them were pretty wide open. Prigioni had three early in the game that were pretty much all uncontested. Uh, Carmelo, Novak, and J.R. Smith all made two threes as well. I mean, they were just knocking down threes like crazy. 11 for 27 is over 40%. It's a pretty nice performance. And, and just real quick, I mean, that's, yeah. their, that's their game. And it's like the Celtics know that that's their game. You know? Yeah. So just get out. I mean, it's obviously easier said than done, me sitting up here, like, who am I? But, I mean, just get up in their face. You know what I mean? Get up in their face and put a yeah. hand in their face. Like, like they, shouldn't, they shouldn't be giving up open threes. Those are the, like, if you're, gonna, if you're on a guy and he hits three, well, that's fine. But if... If the Knicks are taking open threes, I mean, come on, that's that's their game right there. I think a lot of people were encouraged early on when they saw J.R. Smith, or J.R. Smith, sorry, Jason Terry attacking the basket, and they were like, oh, this is why we started the guy. You can give us some instant offense. But the guy's guarding Prigioni, and Prigioni gets three open threes. Right. You're hurting your team more than you're helping right. because of the defense. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, Terry wasn't closing out on shooters. Pierce wasn't closing out on shooters. They were leaving guys open for three constantly, and they just they need more effort on that end of the floor. They need way more. Um, okay, good stat. My yeah, stat. Uh, it's not often that your three-pointers outnumber your free throws, but the Knicks only hit eight. Three, they hit three free throws, so they only took eight. So they hit more free throws. They hit more three-pointers than the free throws that they took. So that's three for eight. Free, I mean, that's crazy because, I mean, when you beat a team by 14 points, you assume that they had at least somewhat of an advantage at the line. I mean, you, you just you think that maybe they were attacking the rim and they were getting the line, but no, I mean, they, they took eight free throws tonight, and 
They only hit three of them. And they yeah, you one. know how the goaltender for shooting is 50-40-90? The Knicks were 50-40 and 37.5. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. In every aspect of the game but one, you guys shot really well. But, yeah, yeah 37.5. Not a very not Kevin Durant good. night for the uh, no. Knicks there. Not, I mean, not the, the starters took th- a combined three free throws. I mean, it was, it's just crazy. But they didn't need to draw contact because they were getting open shots exactly. all night long. No, exactly. <laughs> it's exactly. not really and a bad thing. that's the frustrating point. Well, the amazing thing is foul trouble for the Celtics has been like a big theme in those first two games. Tonight, KG didn't get in foul trouble. The, Jeff Green no. didn't they get in physical enough to get in right. foul they trouble. Like, they weren't even making contact with anybody. They were I just kind of getting lost. And we didn't talk, we didn't actually, we forgot to kind of talk about it, but the the, the most physical they they were was Jason Terry pretending to be to about to go fight J.R. Smith. Yeah, <laughs> pushing ref's arms out of the way and getting himself, you know, in risk of suspension. Right, I mean, uh-huh. and, and, but, 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 but the nice point physical. is, like, it took them midway through the fourth quarter to find, you know, some kind of reason to fight back. It was yeah. kind of like, KG said it after the game, uh, I think he said, you know, we took our punches, but we didn't punch back enough. You know, not physic, not you know, actually taking punches, but there wasn't enough aggression between the, you know with the Celtics tonight. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is that at that moment, that was when the crowd woke up because the crowd was kind of dead, and things got really intense at that moment. Yeah. And I think it was Green that went and scored on the other end. Yeah. All of a sudden, they were down by like fourteen. Fourteen! Oh my yeah. God! They almost <laughs> had the game. But no, but fourteen with six and a half left. There, there was some time. There was some time for them to make a comeback right with this amazing momentum, and then Melo goes and then, down and yeah, hits the three. Mello's and that happened yeah. all exactly. game. Every time the Celtics looked like they were getting a little momentum, the Knicks would come down and they would just Melo would make a ridiculous fadeaway, yeah. and, and yeah. that would be that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, baller than the night preview there. Uh, but just for my what? stat, uh, 26 points off uh, turnovers for the Knicks. Good stat, especially like we talked about with Pierce. Just <laughs> couldn't catch a ball without it getting deflected and yeah. turning into a turnover. Uh, so, ball of the night, Carmelo Anthony is a pretty easy answer. But I will second. Defense? I'll second that. I just think not even tonight, but just all series. I mean, this is a guy that, I mean, when you talk about playoff chokers, mm. I mean, this guy is at the top of the list. Mm-hmm. Was know, before, he just the first round once in his career, this, I believe. Before this, yeah, one one season out of the nine that he's been in the postseason, he's been a first round exit eight times. Mm-hmm. So that's why I thought the Celtics had a really good shot in this series because you know you had Carmelo Anthony and Jer Smith leading the way, and those guys don't have much success at all in the postseason. Well, I mean, here's Carmelo. I mean, he's really stepped up his game with these first three games. So that's, that's why true. baller of the night, baller of the of the series for me. I'm going to be contrarian and say KG just because somebody's got to right. I mean, sure. the guy had 17 rebounds. 17 rebounds. He, he's the one guy who's really, really, really giving everything he can to keep the Celtics alive. I can't say that for anybody else that he's really exerting maximum effort. I mean, Garnett's been fantastic. You know, the offense has been and eh, not great, but he's really he's working hard and he's trying to keep his team alive. So I'll give him some props for that. All right. Well, the Celtics weren't heroes tonight, so we'll leave you with the uh, Boston Marathon heroes. Uh, but for Evans and Jimmy, my name is Jared White. We'll see you on Sunday. Could be the last Garden Report of the season. So shed some no, tears. No, we'll game Okay, we'll, we'll have a clean Xbox on, on hand just in case we need it. Uh, but we'll see you on Sunday. Let's take a look at those heroes as the Celtics fall 90-76 to in Game 3. Game 4, an elimination game in the Garden on Sunday. We'll see you then.